you're listening to Buttercuts. It's Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. On today's episode, we recap the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. We recap, also recap the LPGA Drive-On Championship and talk a little bit about Bryson's equipment, how he's hitting it so far, uh, a couple surprising people dropping out of the top 10 and top 100 in the OWGR, and a quick preview of the Players' Championship. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to tonight's episode of The Buttercuts. I guess today's episode, when it releases tomorrow morning. Um, Weston, how are you? Doing good. Refreshed and rejuvenated and ready to roll. Yeah, sounds like you had a pretty good trip up snowmobiling in in Yellowstone. Um, that's definitely a little bit more than I got to do, but I did have a I did did have a nice evening out with my wife. A little massage, some Thai food, some curry, and then just a chill Sunday afternoon kind of relaxing and and watching some some golf. Uh, so that was that was good maybe not quite as good as you know snowmobiling through through yellowstone but but a close second <laughs> i'll take it yeah it was cool i mean i we round trip it was like 86 miles of snowmobiling so um just a lot of fun pretty cool and uh beautiful beautiful park especially during the winter you can only snowmobile in so um if you ever get a chance to go do it during the winter, get snowmobile ready. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like I said, I've been up there one time before. It was a long time ago. We did it over New Year. So we didn't get to go in the park on the snowmobiles because the day that we were scheduled to go into the park, it was, well, the night before there was not enough snow. The morning of there was plenty of snow, but they'd already already called it. So we just went in on on the, the, the van that has this, the the treads on them the the tracks on them the snowcat so i mean it was it was fun but it would have been awesome you know we did some other things going through the town there on the snowmobiles going to dinner on your snowmobiles which is a is a pretty (laughs) cool experience in itself Um, but yes i would recommend if you can get up there and get on on some some sleds and have have some fun for sure Awesome. Well, pretty, pretty exciting weekend for golf. Yeah, it was, like I said, you had Bryson taking his eighth win, his eighth PGA Tour win um, on Sunday. Um, And the talk pretty much all week leading up to it, after he tried twice in his practice round to kind of go at the green, um, led into a lot of the buildup to, to what he was doing, which was, I mean, kind of cool to see him like actually end up finishing it, whether you like the guy or not, you know, there's, there is some method to his madness, whether some of it's just all played up or whatever it is. But like I said, eight PGA tour wins um, since he's been on, on tour is, is a really, really good number you know, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. He's got a unique attitude and, and I totally am cool with it. 
but he just <clears throat> he kind of goes about things like you know he claims to be a scientist he, he took physics in college and right. if you have that approach and you're like well if if a plus b equals c then that's what it is and he right. just has a very absolute attitude about the approach to the game and and some people you know may mistake it for arrogance or something like that but it's just his approach he's like well i have ball speed of 195 miles per hour and i'm gonna fly it like this if i'm downwind i'm gonna drive the green yeah. and it's very very direct and yeah very matter of fact wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong but uh yeah a lot of people kind of take it in, in offense because we got to be pc nowadays like uh, well maybe if it's in my favor and maybe the gods will come out upon me and shine then maybe it'll happen you know that's the kind of answer that most people expect but it's like no if, if it's this 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 i'll do it and yeah so, which is i mean it's the, it's what everybody thinks right yeah no. there and you saw and you saw rory try to take a really aggressive line on sunday and dump two in the water makes yeah. a really good really good seven <laughs> a really good seven i mean hits it hits it gets it over on his third try hits it to like three feet or it may have not quite been that close but nine seven right you know hit five there hit six on the green and, and make your nice nice seven so obviously he was taking some some risk but he knew you know kind of what he had to do it was obviously he didn't take it right at the green which his carry both times would have been close, yeah. right? Would have been really, really close on, on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and it takes even kind of bigger waves to do it on, on Sunday when he's leading, he's, totally. he's got a one shot lead going into that, you know, ends up making the exact same. And, and I actually stepped away and didn't see Lee Westwood's putt on that hole, but he makes a great putt, mm-hmm. but they make the same score. Right. And that's, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the interesting thing, but it brings some more opportunities, right? If he doesn't get into the bunker on, on Sunday, who mm. knows what kind of shot he can hit on into it, but it just gives him a good opportunity to, to make a three. Yeah. It, it was a really easy four. Right. Yeah. And then Westwood had to make a really good four. Yeah. And well, then, they ended up in the same, same spot after two, but Lee Westwood has to hit, has to hit a good shot for a second shot. And Bryson actually didn't hit a very good shot to get it to where he hit Oh, totally. It I'll, I'll tell you what, like the drive is scary, but the second shot is even scarier on that yeah. hole because it is all you see is lake left. Yeah, lake and, left. And then you kind of go in if you get right and where they were at in that, that in between the two bunkers is, is no, you know, no picnic. So but was, the, the best move on that hole was Westwood hitting his drive down the right side like you should, but then yeah. having the Bryson reaction with his arms in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crowd it was, loved it. It was it when it was it was funny. And like I said, Bryson hit hit a shot, hit a couple of shots, got a little loose um on 16. Because basically at this at that point, right, getting in with three holes left, four holes left, it was yeah, it was Westwood and and uh DeChambeau for the most part. Corey Connors makes an eagle on um on what did he make an eagle on? Did he make an eagle on he makes an eagle on 16 
to, but then he goes bogey bogey <laughs> respectively after that to kind of pull himself yeah. out of it. Um, but 17 is just a beast of a hole, but going in there, right. DeChambeau on 16 pushes it right, gets right up against the lip of a bunker where he has to then just basically hack it out into the, yeah. into the fairway. Yeah. Doesn't hit a great shot just over, you know, over the back of the green, just a little bit gets a little bit of a break. I didn't quite hear the conversation, but gets relief from a sprinkler head that he said it was in his way, but I think he's going to get up and down for par no matter what from there. But Westwood is sitting at 154 yards, which I have like, they're hitting at three, four is we leave Westwood 342 with this drive on that hole, right? It's got 154 in. So it's a short hole. Obviously there's some trouble around the green and the, and the drive is not super easy, but people were, you know, 154 in, but he leaves it short. He's got a chance to, after Bryson hits it in the bunker and gets in a tough spot, yeah. there, he, has to, he has a I chance mean, to put some pressure were, on it. There, there was some wind. Right. And so you get a strong wind that day. I mean, as you know, the whole course played difficult, but even from 160 yards with a strong wind, it can be pretty tough green to hit. But, um, but yeah. he has a chance. I mean, he sounded a little, little clunky yeah. with it. You know, he's got to give himself a chance. And then, hits and just an okay chip shot too so he kind of gives it up there where he could have put some pressure on totally on bryson but then bryson has to hit two good shots Mm -hmm. i mean that he hits a good shot on 17 they both hit you know pretty good shots on 17 but that hole i mean is a beast right back into the wind a little bit yeah um but bryson has to make two Basically, after hitting, getting a little, little antsy with his first putts, has to make two four and a half five foot foot footers to win the tournament. (laughs) So, so he didn't didn't make it easy on himself by any stretch of the imagination. But the drive he hits on eighteen was just crazy good. Oh, it was good. Eighteen was the most interesting hole to watch for me because here they are, Westwood. He's just one stroke behind. And he pulls off a fantastic par, and that puts a ton of pressure on Bryson, yeah. who, you know, he blew his putt by, he was like 40 feet away, but he blew his putt by about, about five feet. And that, yeah. that's a brutal five-footer to make to win a tournament. <laughs> I, I mean, if I was a betting man, I would have said, this thing is going to a playoff. But yeah. you know, he, he, he's been putting great, especially in this tournament, and he just sealed the deal. Yeah. I, like I said, you – Lee Westwood pipes one down the middle on 18. When is USGA going to wake up and make divots ground into repair? Like it's ridiculous. He hits it, stripes it right down the middle. And he's sitting in a bunker where he can't get, he has one shot to play basically, right? Can't get super aggressive down by one. And he can't get, can't, whether he was going to play that shot or not, he didn't have the option to play that shot just because of where, where it is. It sucks. I feel the same way because if I pipe one down the middle in the in the fairway and I'm in a freaking divot, I'm like, okay, ground under repair. I don't know, whatever it is, but don't leave me in there. Yeah. But um, and so I feel the same way. But there's also the you know preserve the game, play it as it lies, all that stuff. But 
you know, I, I've seen more PGA Tour players get relief out of the rough than they do out of the fairway. So. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it was dumb. But, yeah, it was playing – Bay Hill was playing tough. 70 yeah. – what was it? 75.4 squaring average that final day, which yeah. was, what, like four, four and a half shots <laughs> tougher than the, the rest of the week, which well, is – only- yeah, only three people shot under par yeah. um, that day. And that was Bryson, who wins it, Andrew Putnam, and then uh, Matt Wallace. So, and, like, essentially shooting one under was like shooting six under. Yeah, and they all shoot one under. Yeah, all one under. So, yeah, congratulations. She shot one under and gained five shot, four shots on the field. Yeah, so... But that, that's pretty impressive, and that's exactly what Bryson had to do. He needed to, to do that to win, and he shot the best score of the day and uh, did what he needed to do. So that's, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Then, I mean, also impressive is, is, is Lee Westwood, right? 47, looks like he's rejuvenated, wins the um, – or what was the – he won the, the – what was it, the race to Dubai last year. Yeah. Um, and – now you know playing really good golf looks i mean looks super fit looks happy you know just looks relaxed he was like his interview after the third round was just like you know i he's like well how are you gonna approach tomorrow he's like i'm just gonna go out and play he's, <laughs> he's like i'm more he's like i'm playing now he's like i've got an attitude now more like i'm 20 yeah. right where i'm just gonna go out and play and whatever happens happens it's funny there's a couple of these circumstances that have already popped up like steve stricker earlier this year and now westwood and it's like i mean these are all steely veterans with tons of wins under their belt but they kind of have nothing to lose so they're just playing their game having fun and guess what it puts them in the top five in a turn yeah it's it's pretty awesome it's crazy like i said he's been like playing good for about a year now really good i think he and we're kind of we'll talk about this a little bit later when we talk about mickelson and his kind of consistent slide over the last few years Uh um but having him do that at 47 you know and looking like he may be playing some of the best golf of his life really uh is is pretty amazing but so the question is now is, is with Spieth again, he's going to end up another, yeah, another top five. Um, so that's three top fives in four events that he's played in his yeah. last four events. So can we say he's back or does he still have to, <laughs> to get, get it done on, on Sunday? Cause he, he gets into these positions and then, Sundays haven't been kind to him. I I would liken his play um, as early speed. It was like before he really started winning stuff, he was like always there in the top 10. Yeah. And, um, and he was a young rookie on tour. So I was really impressed to see his consistency and see what he was doing. Obviously, expectations are higher now given his record of winning. But honestly, like, I feel like that old speed is back. And then, you know, if he does this, like he normally does, he'll have 10 or 11 top tens in a year, which is ridiculous. And then 
he'll, you know, if he puts it together one or two times, he's got two victories. So yeah. it's, he's doing the right things. And so is he back? I, I, I think so. It's just, um, it's unfortunate that his last round scoring average is like 76. Yeah. It did, like I said, didn't help playing, playing this tournament where he shoots just under the, 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 <laughs> the scoring average for the day. Yeah. But like I said, just puts him in, he, he struggled a little bit. Like there were some things that he did uh, that just weren't quite there. So I think he got, he actually got quite a bit out of the round. Um, yeah. Still struggling with his driver a little bit, putting it in play when he really needs to. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and with him and see if he can get, get a win here in the next month or so before yeah. um, the masters. Well, my my pick for the tournament was Rory McIlroy, and I was I was sitting pretty happy after three rounds, but he he also shot a horrid number on the last oh, day. Shot yeah, 76. 78. It was it a didn't 76 help or 78. That. Was 76. It 76? I couldn't remember what he shot. I'm like, yeah, that seven doesn't help you at all. No, no, not at all. So yeah, that double on six it pretty much set the mood for the the rest of the round. But um, man, like. He's been he's been kind of doing the same thing. Gets near the top and then, blah, blah. Yeah. so where did my boy uh, Hovland end up? Oh man, he had a bad weekend. <laughs> Seventy-seven, seventy-eight on the weekend. Yeah, he was. On I, I was. I was like, he was. He was in the mix after <laughs> after two rounds. Yeah. Um, not not anymore. And yeah. and then we talked about it a little bit before we got on. Oh, the fall from grace for Ricky kind of continues. He does make the, the cut, but he, I mean, 76, 70, 76, 77. Yeah. You know, I, it's the, funny. Same thing happened to speed, you know, off the yeah. map, falls out of the top 100, whatever. And now he's playing great golf and he'll probably make the Ryder Cup team. But um, I think it's the same trend for Fowler. Like, He's just got to work out some demons and figure it out and, and then proceed. And I think, I mean, he's so, so skilled. He'll be back. But it's yeah, just you, you would, you would like, like to think so. I said the one difference between that and I actually watched a little thing from Butch Harmon today talking about how he's, he's blunt. It was just a little thing that popped on my Instagram feed and, and how some players don't like that. Like, and it said, including Ricky Fowler, right? But the one difference is, is that since he's kind of been on his slide, Ricky's searching and he's changed coat. I think he's on his second coach since oh, really? Butch, or, you know, third since the slides kind of started. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's a little different. I don't know whether he just is impatient with what he's doing because Spieth is, and I'll give him credit for it. Like there's a lot of guys that would have dumped their, their swing coach. Mm-hmm. Spieth is stuck with McCormick through the whole deal and just knew that McCormick was the guy that was going to get him, get him through. Right. He yep. had to work through some things still is working through the driver a little bit, but I like Ricky swings is different. Right. Cause yeah. if he gets out of it, he can get, really really wild because he can dump it inside so hard yep. right so it'll be interesting to see whether he finds 
that coach or that thing that brings him brings him back because he talked about it and I think Spee said something about it. He's like, it's hard to tune out the noise, right? And Ricky himself, even going into the week, said talked about his frustration with with what's going on. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. They're they're a little bit different in personality too. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Spieth had quite a bit more success in winning than Ricky did. So there's there's that, and we'll just see. Like I said, it he gets so much publicity, like I said, and you wonder if he's just putting too much pressure on himself like a lot of these guys do when they get to that point. So well I hope I, he comes back. I just I don't know that it'll be the same road and as easy as speeds. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I I was worried the second he signed with Taylor made on the golf ball. That that's when the red flags went off for me. <laughs> And it's crazy, but like I was worried about it because the same thing happened to Rory. He switched balls and he had a lot of trouble. And um, I was like, wow, that's a big move. And mm-hmm. and he won a tournament right after that. But um, everything just kind of settled, you know, steadily um, tapered off for him. And now it's been a couple of years and then things happened with the equipment. Everything he was doing with this equipment was in a, in an effort to change how the ball was reacting and yeah. so, just uh, just chasing. I mean, that and, and now that you bring it up, I just that's another difference between him and Speed. Speed didn't really change much mm-hmm. right, as far as equipment goes. Like I said, he tried to he tried to get a little bit of distance, so I think he maybe took some focus off where he was really good, which was short game is. And it's getting back to being a little bit more nasty, right? Mm-hmm. Around the greens. Um, and you can kind of see that in in his game. So that's a little different too, right? Where yeah. he's changing things. I mean, you got Cobra touting the the Rev 33 RF, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, how much are you working on your game if you're going through 33 revisions of this damn iron right <laughs> like focus on your game get it yeah put a club in your hand and and just start getting it done yeah quit worrying about you know whatever is it all it's not even state farm commercials and <laughs> and 33 revisions of an iron and whatever else he's he's got going going on like he just really needs to and that's where i think jordan did a good thing too is he kind of backed off he kind of backed away and just like okay i'm just gonna pull pull away until i kind of figure this out yeah for the most part so well the the equipment that we should focus on is bryson's and he actually yeah. has some cool things going on with his bag um some odds and ends happening and and we'll kind of briefly go over them here um the driver he had a driver from 2015 in the bag yeah he, cobra ltd pro and um it is the lowest spinning driver that cobra's ever made and i used to play that driver it it is an amazing driver if you have a need for low spin like i don't know if anything out there right now beats it and it's um it was so low spin that i think it had an adverse um impact on consumers right 
it spun more and that's where the the f8 came in and that was a nicer driver for consumers but man yeah. the ltd pro low spin and that's exactly what bryson needs because he's got so much ball speed and that, he, does, uh, he does spin it a little bit if you watched him I, the biggest thing i announced and it's just because it's popping to my mind is when he was playing with matt wolf in the the u.s yeah. open and like his ball speed carry like was tons yeah like 10 miles an hour faster ball speed but their carry their carrying was about the same and matthews wolf was out driving him because yep. of that spin <laughs> exactly <laughs> right when you get that and you just get a little spinny so like city you can kind of see that he's he's trying to match some things up yep um with that and another change that he made like I said was he went with a little bit longer neck in his putter yeah and then moved it a little towards the center line too like yeah said, the longer neck was so and you and look I, at it and you're like oh it's the same putter it's you know, no. it's similar, but, it's similar. but it's, yeah. but it's not the same. Like you said, it's just little things like that, that he does and he keeps yeah. it relatively the same. And in the article that I was reading about it, it said it, when he was doing his testing, it didn't change his launch, which I think was what he was doing, but it gave yeah. him more stability. Yeah. Yeah. The, the move on the, the long neck, and this is actually something that I just made a change to um, when you put a longer neck in on a traditional plumber style putter, yeah uh, blade it, it allows that that shaft to cross closer to the center line giving it a more face balanced yeah um, uh, uh or yeah less toe hang really less toe hang and so statistically his old putter uh, compared to this one they reduced the toe hang by 20 degrees so um and for a guy like myself who's very straight back straight through um having a putter with less toe hang that's more face balanced it feels really good to have a, a more face balanced putter when you're straight back straight through. At least that's what I've found in my game. So yeah, um, pretty awesome move. And, and it was something that uh, they'd been toying with for a while. And he first put that new putter in in Riviera and had a couple tournaments to really figure it out. And so it's really paid off. Yeah, I mean, with that driver, he led the field and strokes gained off the tee. Yeah. And that's not surprising when he hits it, when he, if he can get it straight, straighter, right? Yeah. When you're going at it that hard, you're obviously going to leak some. Um, but then he was, so he was, he led the the field in strokes gained off the tee and then ranked 21st strokes gain yeah. in putting. Um, so it did, it did some, some good and yeah. for him and then led to a win. Yeah. Um, I'm watching the highlights on that last day. He was peering his driver. Like he was hitting it so good and he was yeah. moving it left to right, right to left. It, it was a sight to see. Yeah. He still got loose with it. But like I said, when you swing that hard, you're going to get loose a few times. I'm um, just another side note, looking at the, the putter grip that Jordan Spieth pulled off of his putter. Yeah. That thing is hammered. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know how long he's had it on there, but dang. I think he's switched been through a bit. His grips twice a year. And I don't. I don't know if his putter one he does, unless he yeah, just. Does. Even his put. That's that's just it. He uses in practice with his putter so much that it gets hammered. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot of abuse to that that putter, putter grip for sure. Um, 
but like I said, fun tournament to watch. Um, and it was like, say, interesting to see Bryson be, and he wasn't actually too bad. Right. I thought this was one of his better times dealing with like everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and being more like matter of fact, you know, you get people saying, cause about his text from tiger <laughs> and you're like, yeah, how much of his, that was his exaggeration. Did he text tiger and, and then, then tiger just texted him back. You heard it. Tiger just actually text him out of, out of the blue. How much was that? But he seemed to be a little bit better in his post round interviews. Yeah. Still sometimes it's hard to listen, listen to, but the wind gets him into the, the OWGR top 10 yep. um, and bumps Roy McElroy out of the top 10 for the first time. I think he said in three years, Yeah, which is, is pretty crazy um, to think about. Um, another, like say we mentioned this briefly before, but Mickelson drops out of the f- top 100 OWGR for the first time in almost three decades. What yeah, was it? 28 years. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, yeah, 1993 when he won at uh, the International. Wow. So 1993, which is crazy to think, right? 1993 gets into the the top 100 and then 28 years he's falls to 101 <laughs> after yeah. this this last week so that him falling out Rory falling out of the top 10 I have no idea where Ricky is at now we could we could probably look that up but I don't want to rub too much into it <laughs> um but Spees back up to 52 in the world after after his finish yeah there, so He's been climbing, and I think that's awesome for Phil. Dude, what an accomplishment. Almost three decades of being a top 100 player in the world. Like, that's just unfathomable. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But, you know, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. (laughs) He'll he'll just go and win somewhere out on on the senior tour. He may be 101 (laughs) in the world, but he is far and beyond number one on the senior tour, so... Yeah, so that that'll be interesting to see how that whole plays out and how much he, you know, now that he's kind of not really competing on the PGA Tour much, right? I think he was thinking, oh, I'm just gonna s- split schedule and do here and there, but he may just switch and go Champions Tour almost exclusively. Well, I mean, he's still got he's still gonna be playing the tournaments he wants. Right. Right, uh, as a twenty-plus-one winner on the PJ Tour, he can walk into any tournament as an exempt player. Plus, yeah. he's got you know a Masters under his belt or couple, so he'll always play in that. Yeah. And he'll probably get courtesy invites to the British and the PGA as usual. So um, nothing's yeah. really going to change that much, other than he's probably just going to have a whole lot more fun on the Champions Tour and probably <laughs> win a lot more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but really the only 
well, the only other golf because the corn fairy didn't have an event this week. Um, at least I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the LPGA drive on championship um, yeah. at uh, Golden Ochoa or uh, o- how do you say it? O- <laughs> Ocala. O- Ocala. Or- Ocala. Yeah. Golden Ocala. Um, but Austin Ernst runs away from the field, um, shoots a 70 on the last day, ends up one by five. So I guess she was only one ahead of Cup Cho, you know, former, the well, the inaugural Augusta mm-hmm. Women's Am champion who's been playing pretty solid. Um, but she was one ahead and just kind of pulled away, was – I think four, three or four shots up after, after nine and really just kind of coasted, but kind of an interesting thing was if you look at the course and I don't know how much you even got to watch any, I don't know exactly when you took off, but they had, they have holes on the golf course that are replicas of like number 12 at, at Augusta the postage stamp. So they've got Augusta National, Royal Troon, Baltistral, uh, Muirfield Village in Scotland, and St. Andrews. Awesome. So they have replica holes of those. So that was kind of intriguing. And when you watch it, it's you can watch it. And obviously they're they're playing in Florida, so it's not exactly the same as Georgia. Not far off because it is in that kind of that upper north section of it, but I mean, if you're watching it, you're like, oh, are they playing? Because <laughs> they've got the azaleas in there and they do oh, some oh, things right. like that. It was it was pretty cool and watching that. And so that's kind of there. Like I said, not much after that first couple of holes where Austin Nerfs, I think she produced three out of her first four holes to really just seal the deal and kind of, oh, it wasn't, it was, she part her first three holes and then, birdied four in a row just to kind of put it away (laughs) at that at that point um had a couple bogeys coming in but like i said at that point she was so far ahead of the the crowd or the rest of the field that it didn't matter um yeah because yeah she was six shots ahead going into that (laughs) that back nine well i i love that um they they replicated that that feel and um I, you know if i'm going to be selfish I'm, I'm hoping that uh somebody does that out here in utah makes one of those courses that has those replica holes i think it's pretty fun i know there's one out in texas in yeah. the Dallas area and uh, it's just a treat yeah if you go there you can go to vegas they've got the ones that do the um royal links does some odes to the courses over there so there's a couple of them and you'll always get some that'll mimic and be similar to you know some like the tpc sawgrass hole yeah which speaking of <laughs> that's next up on on the list but yeah it was pretty cool like i said to watch it you know the little that i did did watch the the drive on like i said it kind of didn't watch it much on Sunday because there was nothing really going on in the back 
back nine, so I didn't watch it a lot. Um, but watching it on a little bit on on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it was kind of cool to see those holes. And you you definitely look at me like, oh, that that looks familiar, right? When they're going there, and then I think they do twelve and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was fun to to watch. It'd be a fun course to just get down there and and play it, and just to to see how it is. But so moving into the next next week. What do we have? Do we have, I think we have LPGA has another tournament, but the big one on the, on the schedule is, is the players championship, um, which on that, I don't know how you feel about it, but it used to be considered the the fifth major, right? They always tried to tout it as the fifth major. I don't know if it kind of holds up to that. I think they've tried to hype it so much that I think it's lost a little bit of, <laughs> of that feeling to me. Yeah. I, I the, the fact that they kept moving it around to try and make it work in the, in the season. Yeah. I mean, obviously iconic place, beautiful golf course, beautiful design, literally one of the best fields because mm-hmm. the qualification requirements to get in are ridiculous but um yeah it's just i like that they play it in march now because i think the course looks better with the overseeded rye right but uh, it definitely plays different than how it used to you know and so um just with the seasons and the winds that you would get and so it's just a little bit different and um I don't know, you wouldn't see them be moving around a US Open like that or 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 do things like that. But I guess you know, maybe they did moving the PGA and and things. Yeah. So it is it a fifth major? Kind of messes with everything that we talk about records with Jack and his 18 majors or whatever. And right. And then, you know, it kind of gets all messy. Um, but it is a great tournament. It's a lot of fun to watch and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a, obviously a lot of the top players are there. So you definitely have to, to look at that a little bit and, and go, yeah, it's a, it's a good tournament, but fifth major, not so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is no LPGH. They don't play for another couple of weeks. So like, I think the 25th yeah. is their, their next, um, and man, you got to get in here because you got to go deep into where the upcoming tournament. So they play next week. Um, the Corn Ferry, Corn Ferry plays next week. Yeah. And then I think the Champions Tour. I think we set us off to like June. <laughs> it was something crazy like that. Um. So yeah, BJ had the. Players Championship kind of has its its stage. It's it's the only thing on the docket um, for that. So you were way closer than I was on this last tournament, <laughs> um, as as far as as that goes. So who's kind of your pick? And I mean, we've got 
I'm I'm gonna do a very bold outside pick, and the way this guy's performed this year, it's pretty safe bet that he's gonna end up in the top five. I'm going with Tony for now. Okay. <laughs> yes, there's how he's performed over the last three years. Yeah, don't you're gonna go out on a limb and you're gonna say he's gonna get a tie five, but are you gonna are we gonna call a win? You know what is, is the question? That's just it. Like <clears throat> the strange thing about Tony, I just got this feeling that he's gonna win a big tournament. He's not gonna win just a regular tour stop as his second win on the PGA Tour. It's gonna be a big stamp of, of approval, in my opinion. And I think this is a perfect tournament for him to do it. He's long. He's straight. He's been putting really, you know, decent for this year. He's been getting top tens, top fives, and actually three second place finishes. So, um, pretty impressive. And and I think this is uh, a place where he's going to get it done. Um, bold pick, I know, but uh, I, I got a good feeling. Yeah, not a bold pick picking him top five. Bold pick for a win? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, 99% assured that he will get a top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I said, it's it's been crazy what he's what he's been doing. Um, so it'll be interesting. Oh, the European tour does have a have an event this week. So we'll have to talk about that next week. We won't yeah. do any any recap, but just know it's coming. Um, so the PJ Tour power rankings have Xander Shoffley at the top. Yep. They have John Rahm, Webb Simpson, Dustin Johnson, and Rory McIlroy rounding out the top five. Um, man, I just I think did Morikawa took the week off. He didn't play in in the Arnie's tournament. I'm actually gonna pick him to go back to back wins. That that's a good in back to back starts. I know. Like, it, it it's not too bold because to be honest i feel like tpc sawgrass is an it's an iron a ball, a ball striker ball striker's course for and sure. he's just he's a ball striker like no matter what so um yeah i think he's gonna perform well definitely a safe top five pick for sure um, um if he can keep the putter hot like yeah it's such a good ball striker yeah if he can if he can be that top 20-ish strokes gain putting, he, like I said, it's over. It's yeah, it could be could be a foregone conclusion. And if he can get himself overall for the season, if he can get into that 40 to 50 yeah. shots gain putting or strokes gain putting, I mean, it, it it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he wins four <laughs> or five times this year. Not at all. So yeah, those are pretty good picks. Tony Finau and Colin Morikawa. Nice. Let's get a W. So you went from the deep snow. Are you going to get in <laughs> some green grass this, this weekend? Well, you know, I, I wish the weather would maintain. It was like 60 degrees here over the weekend while I was up in the snow. But uh, this cold front's kind of swooped in and been dropping i think to the high tomorrow is going to be 48 degrees that's no fun still friday oh it, it just it just dropped down it, 
a little bit again. It's uh, yeah, high high forties on Saturday. So Ooh. that's still that's still golf weather. High forties with a forty percent chance of snow. <laughs> no, that's not that's not till again until next Tuesday and Wednesday. But that's that's about right for this time of year in Utah. Yeah. At least, at least northern Utah, right? No you're gonna get you're gonna get fifties with some snow showers. Yeah, <laughs> some, at yeah. some point, um, I'm hoping to get out. I need to make the schedule work a little bit. Um, don't have to work for the first time in a couple of Saturdays, so that'll be nice. Um, but yeah, hopefully to get some in at least a little bit, and even if it's just squeeze out go to one of the guys in Oran here and just be like hey let me squeeze <laughs> out for five or six holes at the at the end of the evening yeah um, but definitely need to get out there and, and get on the course because it's about that time to start playing at yeah. least once twice <laughs> twice a week um yes. days are getting longer which is which is nice yep so it's 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 getting to be that time other than that everybody have a great week and go play some golf yeah play good thanks for listening to this episode of the buttercuts podcast if you enjoyed the show please leave us a rating review and subscribe we appreciate it until next time keep hitting the buttercut